Hello, and welcome to Women With Books. I'm your host, author Lindsay Emery. Ah, why do I always want to sound like Oprah Winfrey when I introduce things? I mean, did she know back in 1989 when she started going, this is Oprah Winfrey, that we would all want to do that? Or is that just me? Is that just me because I came home from school and watched her every day? I don't know. Who knows? But anyway... Obviously, I haven't been on a podcast in a while. I need to talk to people. Welcome to season four of Women With Books. We have had a little break. Uh, I thank you guys so much. The break was a little longer than I thought it would be. Um, This is for multiple reasons. Um, If you follow my social media or my newsletters, um, you might have realized January threw me for a curveball. I could not get my feet back under me. We had um, illness in the family. We, I was sick and it just felt like February was also just everyone trying to get better, everyone trying to get back into a good routine. Um, and then spring break hit. I've been working on season uh, four. I've been working on, you know, talking to the guests, interviewing, recording, all this stuff, but um, just all the pieces have not come together until right now as you are listening to this. So thank you very much for your patience. Um, Oh, and you know, I write books too for a living. So (laughs) been working on uh, books and edits and all that fun stuff that professional authors do. Um, But thank you for your patience. I'm so excited to bring you this first guest of season four. I've had her on my list for forever. As you may recall, her book, Um, Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers. That is the name. It's the coolest name. Um, That was one of my best of 2018 picks. And you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about it. How did I even hear about that book? Because I don't know if it got a lot of buzz. Um, Like, I think honestly, it was an Amazon also bought. And I saw it down there lurking in the in the line. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. And it just had such a beautiful cover and the title was so interesting. Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers that I immediately had to look at it. And then when I read what it was about, yes, one click. There you go. I actually did buy that book. I am getting more um, free copies now as this podcast grows. They're improving me for more arcs. But um, a lot of these books I do buy because I just hear about them and I I want to support the author. So um, I love that book. And so then I got, I requested and got an arc of her next book that was just released. It's called The Lieutenant's Nurse. And it is also historical fiction set on Hawaii uh, during Pearl Harbor. And uh, you'll hear us talk all about the suspense and mystery and drama of this huge historical event and seen through a woman's eyes. Um, It's, it's good. It's what I love about her books is the blend of history, romance, suspense, family, humor, mystery, and the animals. I mean, it's really got something for everyone. This is something that would be a great book club pick. Um, Everyone would be happy and everyone it would give everyone something to dig their teeth into and even the guys um my husband and my father would probably both like these books too um so they've got all of that plus it's like a vacation in a book because they're about hawaii hawaii i can't say it right right now 
the people from Hawaii say it a little bit differently, and you'll hear that in this episode. Uh, and as a reminder, this season, I will be putting my guest book recommendations into my newsletter only. This will be exclusive content, just like the extra Q&A I put in there every month. This is a monthly newsletter. I put links to the episodes that I produce, links to other podcast content that I enjoy, the extra Q&A that I wrangle out of my guests and um and now it'll be the book recommendations just a one click so if you are jogging or in carpool lane and you hear about a book that we talk about and you're like oh that sounds really good but i what can i do Lindsay? i can't buy the book right now just wait sign up for the newsletter i will give you a one click and you will be able to boom support the podcast and get that book that sounds so awesome Um, So if you haven't signed up already, just head to the link in the show notes or on womenwithbooks.com. And with that, let's do it. Let's start episode one of season four. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Welcome to Women with Books. I have today Sarah Ackerman. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I am too. Or should I say aloha? Aloha. Yes, <laughs> that's more appropriate. Can you tell us who you are and what you write? Um, so I'm Sarah Ackerman. Um, my first novel came out last last February, Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers. Um, It's a historical novel set in World War II Hawaii on the Big Island. Um, And then I have another, my second novel releases next Tuesday, March 5th. And that is another uh, World War II story. I call it a twisty female take on Pearl Harbor. Um, And um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. That's a good way of putting it. Um, As you know, I was a big fan of your first book last year, Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers. But when I tried to explain it to people, I did want to say it's more than just a historical woman's fiction. It also had a mystery. It had history. It had romance. It had humor. And in that way, it felt very much like a um, kind of a classic movie. And then it kind of had something for everyone. And I felt the same way. I got to read an arc of the lieutenant's nurse and I felt the same way again. It has, it's twisty, turny. It has a little bit of romance. It has a lot of drama. It has war, like in a way that you didn't have necessarily in, um, Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers. Um, so it's, I mean, I told my dad and my mom they would really like it. <laughs> oh, good. I know it's funny because uh, it's definitely, I think my publisher, you know, it's more marketed towards women, just the cover and the titles. Um, but I've had a lot of men actually really like enjoy it because of the, the history part and the, um, you know, it's not... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it it appeals to men just as well as women, I guess. Oh, I definitely think so. I um, told you in an email when we were setting this up that when I was reading the arc, I was reading it late at night and I couldn't put it down. I'm in bed with my husband when Pearl Harbor started and I am clutching his shirt, like tugging at it, going, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> 
I know it's it's hard when when you're writing about something that everybody knows about, you know, because everyone knows about Pearl Harbor. Everyone has an uncle or a grandfather or somebody that they know, you know, in their family or friends that was there and, you know, and seen the movie or they've been to the Arizona Memorial. And um, so I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? But I feel like, you know, so that it was something new. And I, I just feel like because it was such an intimate kind of um, perspective. And by then you kind of already knew the characters that hopefully you're um, engaged by then, you know. Definitely. But I got to that point. And yeah, I mean, the book starts off with, correct me if I'm wrong, these people are riding a boat to Honolulu, and it was, what, November 30th, 1941, something like that. And you're reading that date going, huh, that doesn't seem like such a smart thing to do. <laughs> but they do it, and it becomes a fantastic book. But I want to kind of back up a little bit, and I think we might have already alluded to it, that both of your books have are set in Hawaii and are set in during World War II era. Um, and you've already said that you live in, can you say Hawaii for me? Um, I say Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. I, I start saying, I have a good friend from Hawaii too. And so when she says it that way, I start to say it. And then people around me start making fun of me. <laughs> so, But I love it so much. Um, but obviously you're from there. And are you just inspired all the time when you're walking around your beautiful home state <laughs> yes i am pretty much i i've got to say um especially on the big island you know i grew up on oahu but my grandparents lived here on the big island and i had always wanted to move here move here and um when i was living on oahu though a lot of my books that i had written i have several unpublished as of yet books um I, they were all set here on the big island and it was like for me to write them it was like i was escaping to the big island um and so now that i'm here there's, I've discovered several cool story ideas, like my my third one that I'm writing now, and, and there's just so much to this island. Yeah. You described the setting so well, and I think it helps, or I thought while I was reading them, I thought that it helps in the books that your protagonists are both non-Hawaiian natives in that they have both move to Hawaii as adults. Um, so there, you really get to describe the island through their eyes, you know, exotic flowers, the scents, the way the water looks. Um, but do you think that you Hawaiians appreciate the islands the same way that non-Hawaiians do? Uh, I think we do. I think we do even more so probably um, because just having grown up with just such a deep appreciation for it, you know? And my dad, as we were kids, he'd take us on all kinds of adventures, dragging us through the forest and up the mountains. And, you know, um, like, it's it's like watching a sunset. They, it never gets old. Like, you can watch a sunset every day for the rest of your life, and still you're like, oh, my gosh, that sunset was so amazing. You know what I mean? And I feel like that kind of about Hawaii, where uh, you just can't really get sick of it. And I do think that in your books, you've got these wonderful, it, it almost, both of them have had like hidden coves and trails and, and things like that where people are, you know, going on adventures. Is that based on real adventures that you've had? Yes. And it's funny because it turns out, and I didn't do this in, intentionally, but 
all my books, there's usually like a lava tube in all my books or um, yeah, like an undersea cave or something. And I think because as a kid, yeah, we spent, you know, we would hike through lava tubes and there's old bones in them. I mean, it's spooky and scary, but intriguing. So yeah, first is firsthand experiences for sure. I could guess, but could you tell me for sure what a lava tube is? So a lava tube is like a long, like underground tunnels where the lava would flow, like, you know, during eruptions. Um, and some they're all hollowed out. So there's lava tubes that could run from the top of the mountain to the ocean. Um, and you could walk them. And a lot of times they'll have like a little part of it will have caved in and that's where you can enter. Um, and they're all over this island. That's amazing. At some point, your books are going to need tours. I mean, you're going to have to offer tours to people. I actually, that's so funny you said that because my boyfriend works at the Manaloni Hotel. They're redoing it and they're going to open again in November. And they're really supportive of my book. And um, I wanted to offer that because there's so many cool places here. And it's, it's really a nice piece of history that you can offer people of World War II as well as Hawaii. Yeah, my next door neighbor's son moved to Hawaii, uh, to Oahu last year, and they went to visit him, and I practically shoved a copy of your book in their suitcase, <laughs> um, both for the visitors, but also for the new residents. I thought they definitely needed to read about it um, from from the perspective of history and from a native about the lieutenant's nurse, as you said, it's a, a book about Pearl Harbor. Um, where did you get the idea to tackle such an event? I had, I knew that I had this idea from my grandmother that I kind of pulled a little bit from my last book, her journey over on the Lurleen, when she, you know, my grandfather had sent her a ticket and she came over, but she had kind of fallen for another man officer along the way. But my grandfather proposed when she arrived and she said yes. But she always talked about this man, and we were always so curious, and it just seemed like a, it would make a cool story someday. But I didn't, and this was actually, this was in the 30s, so it wasn't right before Pearl Harbor. But when I started my research, um, I learned that the learning, Lurleen had docked a few days before the attack. And so I, that kind of just was like, okay, boom, this is a critical piece of information for my story so I kind of just melded the two together I feel like family sagas are coming back and obviously World War II books are very popular right now do you have any insight as to why we're all looking backward in time now for these amazing stories of our grandparents and great-grandparents I know it's so interesting I feel like it's definitely been the case um, you know all the new books coming out I feel like you know we're all the authors, I think, are kind of at, or a lot of them, are at the age where they had parents, I mean, they had parents or grandparents that raised them on these stories. And so I think it's sort of just the generation of, like, these are our stories. You know what I mean? Well, some, some families talk about their stories. My family doesn't talk about their stories. So. Well, out of my four grandparents, it was really my mom's mom that was the, the storyteller. You know, the other ones, not so much at all. My dad's family actually left during the war. They went to um, the mainland via the, the ship, the Lurley. My dad said it was terrifying because they had to zigzag all the way to California. 
But um, they're worried about Japanese submarines, yeah. right? Yeah, and he was a little boy, but he remembered that. But yeah, so you know, I was lucky because, and because my grandmother, um, and it wasn't all, it wasn't all bad. It was she kind of almost romanticized it, even though my mom's, you know, will say how hard it was for her because all the soldiers would spend the night at their house on the weekends, and they, she loved them, and a lot of them, you know, didn't come back, and so. Um, I think that it was hard for her, but it was also like this kind of romantic time of, of um, you know, everyone banding together and, and developing these great new friendships and the lion that they had. She always talked about the lion. It's so funny. And so I think I wanted, you know, I kind of wanted to portray that. Like it was two-sided for them. And maybe it is because so many of us know that there's missing parts, especially about World War II. I mean, so many of us had grandfathers that they might have come home, but they didn't want to talk about the war or what happened or what they did. I know my grandfather was in the Army Air Corps, and he was in the South Pacific, and we have tons of his pictures with no frame of reference. You know, there are islands in the Pacific that he flew over and took pictures of, and these were the pictures he was allowed to take home with him. But, you know, why was he taking pictures? I don't know. No one asked (laughs) where these were. You know, was he in danger? Was they, you know, we don't know. And so I think maybe a lot of us are trying to find some glimpse into their lives by reading fabulous books like yours. Yeah. And then, you know, all you need is a little tiny spark, a little like idea like of the island, and then you can create your own story around it too, you know, which is kind of what I did in, in the case of this, um, the lion with Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers, because it wasn't there, it wasn't really my grandma's story, but like I filled in my story with all of her details, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, as I said, one of my favorite books of 2018 and the Lieutenant's Nurse. I just can't wait for more people to read this one. So I have to talk to them about it. Um, the Pearl Harbor scenes, especially I think looking at them through a female gaze will be really interesting for some people. Um, I'm not sure that that's happened before in fiction. Um, it certainly isn't in the movies. The movies are all the men jumping in the planes, the men manning the machine guns, and not about the women who are mopping up the mess, literally. Um, so for the lieutenant's nurse, what was the easiest part to write? Um, I always say the beginning is the hardest part and then the middle is the hardest part and then the end is also the hardest part Um, for each for their own reasons Um, the easiest part you know I I don't think any of it was easy Um, I really enjoyed the learning part learning about that and coming over and just being like wow these people had it good you know like it was such a cool trip and kind of over the top luxury and fun activities and um her wonder at the whole the ocean and like the phosphorus and the whales and um I had fun writing about that and the other part like I'd be sobbing when I wrote a lot of the times you know because it was pretty it was pretty intense her backstory you have a protagonist who has a mysterious backstory that unfolds slowly and I don't want to give too many spoilers away but um, you know it, 
it could have just been a very straightforward story about Pearl Harbor and you would have written a fantastic book. But I think folding in kind of she has this history and, and how that's going to affect how she um, cares for people. Because I, I guess we should also say she's coming to Honolulu to serve as an army nurse. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the other thing, is that you know this from the beginning. She's going to Honolulu, end of November 1941, and she's a nurse. So you know she's going to be in the thick of it. Um, With that backstory, did you have, did you know that was going to come out um, when you started it? it, No, you know, I found this super interesting information about, like, the anesthesia um, in my research, and I realized it would be perfect, because I didn't know that before, you know, about the, the... different types of anesthesia and their effects so when I got that when I um, found that in the research that added the you know helped me add that whole other layer and that's what I love about research because a lot of times I don't really know all these things because I wasn't a great history student Um, but when I find it out it's sort of like magic almost you're like okay this is perfect so that was fun to find well, it doesn't seem like you were a bad history student because this book, again, I think, um, I, th- I don't want to say it has more history in it than the first one, but it ha- it definitely feels like it because you've quoted from actual government documents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, that was fun. Too. I mean, that was interesting too for me to learn all this because I learned all of it as I was writing. I didn't know any of this before I started, really, to be oh. honest. I mean... All those little communications and memos and, and things. Um, I had some amazing books that really just, I was just thinking, wow, the whole time I read it, like, wow, I didn't know how that this happened. And these little, those little snippets were new yeah. to me. So, so much. much. There's stuff about Japanese codes and ship movements and memos and the government and spying a ton about espionage. Um, and, and you didn't know that before you got started. No, I didn't. But like <laughs> I said, crazy. I had some really good books. And I don't think if you had an advanced copy, you probably didn't see the author's note. I, I did. did. No, no, I did. did because the whole time I was reading okay, it, I was, I was wondering, wondering, is she making this up? Like, how much of this is fiction? And so I did read your author's note that said that it was real. And then I think my jaw dropped even more because I thought, dang. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was neat how a lot of the pieces fell into place. Yeah, I, I'm just astonished because it's so well woven together um, that it looked like you knew the, up front what the research was going to be and then you could, you know, no, put it I in. No, I didn't. Um, Thank you. I, I was not a good history student at all. I, I, could, I like novels that they assigned us, but I didn't do well with history books. Well, I, again, I don't want to spoil the book too much, but there is kind of... There's several different mysteries in the book, I think. And one of them is, I guess you could say, how much did the government know about Japanese movements in the Pacific before Pearl Harbor? Um, Do you have, do you feel like after writing the book, you have a good opinion on that? Um, You know, it's so hard. I mean, you have all these experts who have studied it. They had how many investigation, government investigations and, there is the one book um, that came out that you know says it's a total. They totally knew, um, but and that's why I didn't want to really come out and say it. It seemed like they probably knew more than they let on, 
but whether I don't, you know, I, I'm still kind of undecided. I feel like I don't have enough information. I mean, I could, I see, I could see that it would kind of be either way. You could almost make a case for. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that's that's as far as I guess I would be willing to say. Oh but, yeah, and I think I think the book walks that line perfectly. I mean, if I'm at the end going, what is it? What's the answer? <laughs> I know. I know. And no one seems to really, you know, it's not definitive. Um, so you do have some information in there about the nursing programs and stuff. You've got um, a couple of dogs that run around hospitals, which I just thought was a lovely, lovely touch. I love that. I have to have animals in my books and I'm such a firm believer in, um, you know, healing and, and therapy dogs and stuff. So there was a story about a dog named Brandy who one of the soldiers had. Because when in my my dad's um, classmates all put together a book um, with everyone's accounts when they were, I think they were eight at the time of Pearl Harbor. Um, and so all of their accounts, and there's so many people or in other accounts that I read who mentioned their dogs. And I'm thinking, you know, there were dogs there at Pearl Harbor and some of the soldiers had dogs. And um, so I thought, you got to include the dog too, because it's part of it. It's, it was a lovely part of it. It was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mine too. When the copy editor was copy editing, she kept saying, oh no, please don't let the dog die. I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> oh, it was funny. I know. I know. I probably would have been better off, I mean, not. There's a main character that gets wounded, and I was like, oh, he can die, but not the dog. <laughs> no, I know. I'm the same way. <laughs> So when you started to write books, did you know that you had these historical Hawaiian stories inside of you, or did you start writing like about Nebraska and then decided that No, was they were all Hawaii, um, and they were contemporary though, the first three, a little bit of adventure, um, intrigue, and love, all, all of them, and um, I'm hoping that, you know, one of these days, they, I'm sure, you know, they need work, especially two of them, but Hopefully they will be published. One is on Kauai up in the um, rainforest. And um, let's see, one's here on the big island along the coast. So a lot of it kind of takes place underwater. And the mm. other one is a ranch story up here in Waimea. Yes, I want all of those. So they're fun. <laughs> I love them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it till they're publish publishable. Well, the contemporary stories sound great, but also I think there's so much history in Hawaii that sounds fascinating right. that could They're, be... I, they do. I weave some history into them for sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. One of them actually has a 1946 storyline kind of woven through. So. You mentioned on your site that you, at the beginning of your writing journey, you went to a writing retreat. Um, mm -hmm. Were there any books around that time that you inspired you to become a writer or that you thought, um, oh, I can do this? Well, I remember my some my three favorite books I always say are Prodigal Summer by Barbara Kingsolver, um, The Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk Kidd, and then I love Alice Hoffman. So I read all of their books and I was just so inspired by them like it was but I think it was Barbara Kingsolver because she's such a nature writer that really had me going um and especially Prodigal Summer have you read it no I haven't I've only read um Poisonwood Bible mm, okay. which also awesome. nature but 
beautiful. Yeah, I think The Prodigal Summer is her best, in my opinion. And um, so, yeah, they, I think those were the books that really was, I was like, I want to be able to do this for Hawaii or, you know, have them set in Hawaii, but still create, mm. recreate that somehow. Although, I mean, their writing is just amazing. So it's working on it. When I was little, I, um, my family actually lived in Indonesia and we, when we were going back and forth forth from the United States, States, we would stop in Hawaii, um, for different reasons. Sometimes Sometimes we just had had to go back back to the United States 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 for visa reasons and Hawaii was the closest, Uh (laughs) Uh um, but I was obsessed with volcanoes mm. when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I grew up saying I wanted to be a volcanoologist. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> totally. I think I so, did, too. So um, can you put some volcanoes in your books, basically? Well, this next one's set at the volcano. <gasps> no way! And, and the one after, actually. I wrote, I wrote one um, that's contemporary. I didn't know this, everyone. But the next two books are set at volcano. <laughs> so... You will get oh some gosh. volcano. Um, this the one. So they wanted a third historical fiction, um, World War Two again, and I thought, hmm, what am I going to come up with? But there's a really old house at volcano that was built as a get a hideaway house kind of for the Japanese invasion, and I had been there. Um, have you been to the Kilauea volcano here? Um, maybe when I was little, and not lately. Okay, <laughs> but I had so I. When I started think, when I found this house, I was out hiking and I found this house and then I looked up the history of it and I thought, oh my gosh, I gotta write a book about this someday. And so they wanted another historical and uh, there was the military camp up there is where they had the Japanese interne, you know, intern um, at Volcano. And there was a big, it was like headquarters for the army during the war. And so it was, there's a lot of really cool history there too. So um, it is set there. It's fun. I cannot wait. Is that going to be next year? Um, I think it's June of 2020. I just finished oh. the first draft. Okay. And hopefully they'll like it. <laughs> you can be a beta um, reader if you want. Yes, yes, yes please. please. I, okay. I don't know how hard I have to hit, Sarah. <laughs> I need some beta readers. I can always use critique partners. Yay. Um, when you were growing up, what kind of books did they give you to read on Oahu? Um, well, my mom was a kindergarten teacher, and so oh, that well, helped. Yeah. yeah. I remember especially the Bernstein Bears. The Bears Picnic was my favorite book. Um, but then I read, you know, like, of course, I read Charlotte's Web and James and the Giant Peach. And then I loved Watership Down. And then I loved Nancy Drew. and. A Wrinkle in Time, and those are all the books that I loved growing up. I'm so excited there's going to be a Nancy Drew movie. I know. I think it's coming out this summer. It's my inner 10-year-old somebody, got really excited. Somebody just told me that they saw a Nancy Drew movie, this 10, uh, 12-year-old girl, and she said it was really, her little sister was really scared, and, and I, this was like two days ago, and I meant to look it up, actually. I'm like, what? I don't know. I didn't so. think it was coming out till this summer, but maybe there's multiple ones. Yeah, I gotta look it up. Okay, we gotta do it. But you know what? There's kind of a Nancy Drew vibe to your books. And I, I mean that so. in the best way. Oh, well, I love that. That's a compliment. <laughs> well, just because they go down these, you know, like I said before, these secret paths and there's 
mysteries that are serious mysteries, but they're not, um, I don't know how to say it. Not like someone's about to get killed right then. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I, I tend to obviously write, I, I like to read and write more uplifting stories. I think lighter stories. When people ask you for recommendations, is there a book or an author that you always recommend? Um, well, lately I've been recommending Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, have you read that? I haven't, but I have several good friends I mean, that are all reading it, so yeah, I'm sure it's about to be New York Times to me. number one bestseller forever for a while now. Um, it's amazing. And um, what else? I, I love Leanne Moriarty. Um, I love her books, although I haven't read her latest. And I, I have book of the month, so I just got a bunch of book of the month books because I didn't get it for like six months. And I got um, Ellen Hildebrand, Winter in Paradise, and that was a page turner as was, um, what is it, One Day in December? That sounds about right. I think that's oh, the oh, one. Yes, yes. That was uh, Reese Witherspoon pick too. Yes. Those were fun. So, but um, Where the Crawdads Sing It is kind of what I tell everybody. And then I loved What Alice Forgot by Leanne Moriarty. Um, you said I asked you to fill out the questionnaire for the newsletter, and you said something about beach books. And I almost feel like that's a genre. I don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah. But it's like the Elin Hildebrand books where yes. you just know you can sit by a pool or something and really waste the afternoon totally. away. Totally. Be completely sucked in. <laughs> yeah. So is there a book or genre that people would be surprised that you like? You know, I've gone through phases and it just depends. Like I've, I've gone through like science fiction to really into like mountain climbing books, even though I'm not a mountain climber. Um, to like I read all the you know teenage uh, Twilight and Aragon and um, and then I read historical fiction. It kind of I guess I go through phases. So I mean I probably don't read much horror, and I used to read more like kind of gnarly I guess thrillers and and which I do enjoy. But yeah, I think it just depends what I'm in the mood for. When people are coming to Hawaii, besides your books, is are there other Hawaiian authors that you would recommend or, or tell people or books about Hawaii well, that you would tell them to read? Everybody loves Molokai. Okay. Um, and I'm ashamed to say that I haven't read it. <laughs> and I think that, and maybe other people in Hawaii feel like this about my books, but like I want to escape from, I want to go to other places. I've been to Molokai a million times. I've grew up on the um, the Kalapapa and the leper colony stories, which are really heartbreaking. Um, but I feel like I've it's I've heard so much about it and read so much about it that I want to read other things. You know what I mean? I want to go to different places in my books. Um, but everyone loves that. I, I enjoyed The Descendants by Cowie Hemings. Um, and it was kind of fun because I knew all this, you know, I knew that when I knew all the settings and it was, she's a really great writer. So I would recommend her. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I'm going to, I plan on reading Molokai. I do. 
I think that completely makes sense, though. I mean, we all read books to see new places in our head. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I love reading things about English countryside. And, you know, even when I'm on vacation, I want to read about rainy places Mm because I don't want to be in the hot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love, like, love reading about the snow and mountains and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I I think I read, I don't know, I was on vacation with my husband for an anniversary or something, and I was reading these dark procedural crime thrillers set in the Pacific Northwest. Uh See, that's (laughs) fun. Yeah. Oh, I love ton of French books, too, gotta say. Yes. Well, are you uh, ready for the lightning round? The lightning round. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, It's our traditional Women with Books lightning round. Just, um, there's no wrong answers, except for one question. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dark or milk chocolate? Dark. Coffee or tea? Decaf coffee. (laughs) Hawaiian coffee? Decaf Hawaiian soy latte. Ah, There you go. When your phone rings, do you answer it? Yes. How do you usually waste time on the internet? In social media or looking at Amazon rankings. <laughs> on your next vacation, will it be to the mountains or the beach? The mountains. Do you call it soda or pop in Hawaii? Soda. On a romance hero, do you prefer abs, forearms, or a chiseled jaw? Mmm. Abs. Are you more likely to buy a book that has a cover with uh, abs on it or a beach scene? A beach scene. And very important and last question, what are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first? I never do that. (laughs) No, but this question always um, opens up a cool discussion. For the people that do do it, they have really well thought out reasons. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel like it would totally ruin the whole book for me. Definitely. Because even things like a Pearl Harbor book, and I'm pretty sure I know how that turns out. I mean, I guess in my case, like, I probably would forget it by the time I, like, was even a third of the way through the book. I would forget what the last page said. So, and it could be okay, but I've never even thought about it. So how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, I, I love Instagram the best on social media. Um, I like pictures. And so I'm Sarah Ackerman Books there. And then Ackerman Books at Facebook and Twitter also. Great. So, yeah. And the next release is Lieutenant's Nurse. And then yeah. after that, we'll have to wait till 2020. And I know everyone will because uh, these two <laughs> books together are just... Um, I'm just going to gush again, Sarah. I really have enjoyed them and have recommended them, and they have changed the way I see your state. But, you know, not that I saw it in a bad way, but that it's a rich, vibrant, historical place and not just a place for vacation. Wonderful. That's That was part, partly what I was hoping for. So thank you. I'm thank very you. honored. <laughs>